This is Almost Focus. I am Emma. I'm Matt. Oh man, we're so not used to this. I'm Nathaniel. <laughs> and I am co-hosting, I suppose, this podcast with, uh, with these yeah. dudes here. Us dudes. And we are going to be talking about some indie games today, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think all of us picked indie games. I, I believe mm-hmm. so. I have other stuff to talk about, too, if I have to, but I have an indie game. I, I have two because I couldn't choose. I, I can also talk about yours. I oh, think yeah. we should just talk about everything that we have to talk about because I'm sure yeah, there's plenty. I think there's probably a lot of stuff. I'm particularly interested to hear what random stuff you've been playing. Yeah. Like how many pretty girl mahjong games have you found that I don't know about that would just like fascinate me to know. I know you picked a real indie game for this and I appreciate that, but we will be asking about <laughs> what else you've been playing. So Matt, I think you should go first and then we'll, we'll put uh, Emma in the middle so that the the exciting uh, guest perspective is in the middle, and then I'll go last. That sounds that sounds fine to me. Uh, so I I had picked out kind of I filtered out through various means. I have a couple of people I talk to about indie games to try to figure out what I'm going to play. Before we do these, I have a pretty good idea of what I'm going to talk about, uh, but sometimes I get surprised. So I had picked out a game called Chroma Squad, which is like. Um, game dev tycoon but with like a power rangers indie tv show well doesn't it also have like a tactics level well yeah so it also it's also a tactics game so uh, the the one level of it is you're managing an indie tv show um that's basically a power rangers ripoff and the story of it is like you are on a professional set and you're a bunch of uh um actors and you're like we should do our own power rangers thing we'll call it chroma squad um, the flavor of it is just on point. Um, one thing I realized kind of halfway through uh, is that everyone on my team, four out of five members of my team were female. And um, four out of five members of my team were not white. So it has a good amount of uh, diversity in it. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's just one of those things you look at and you're like, oh, that's cool. And I actually looked at it because they were explicitly talking about like, there's one level where uh, they're gonna get someone's sister to play the maiden, the maiden in distress, and like, you no, let's break gender stereotypes and get a guy in here that we have to rescue. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's really cool. And then the the actual gameplay is like you're doing the fights in the episode. You take the role of the sort of the producer, right? No, you. Uh... Don't you have like some meta game aspects? I th- There's some I meta game aspects. That were sort of you being like a producer or director or something. I think you're actually supposed to be playing the the like the lead character. Oh, like that's okay. your role. Like you're answering emails as the lead character. I see. Um, there's a lot of email answering. Um, <laughs> it's got a very dating sim level to it. The uh, 
you, like you have to manage marketing and uh, your equipment and special effects and stuff like that. Um, it's great flavor. The tactics of it are a little weak, and that was what was disappointing to me. It's a very easy game. Why was what like what what was weak? Uh, it's just. It's just straightforward. I mean, the, there's not a lot of depth to the strategy. Um, excuse me. There's some cool, um, uh, there's some cool stuff you can do, like with teamwork. There's some teamwork elements, um, but overall, I, I just found it not, not that challenging. Uh, the maps are pretty small. The fights are pretty straightforward. It's just fun, which is good. Yeah. Well, you know what? Fun is like, I mean, that's the, their games, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, so kind of my second game, uh, which I'll talk about briefly, I was talking to my cousin and we were both talking about how great Advanced Wars is. Um, the DS, the DS version, I guess the Advanced Wars or Advanced Game Boy Advance version. That game is amazing. It's so great. And basically we want to play it against each other on our phones. Uh, just kind of an asynchronous, turn-by-turn -turn based thing. So I played probably about six or seven turn-based strategies on Android last week and came up with a game called UniWar, which if you're looking for a turn-based tactics game, I think UniWar is the one to go to. It seems like the best on Android right now. Yeah, the, you know. It's it, the best one I've seen. Once you get past the part that is not Advanced Wars, I really, I really liked it. It's very deep. I mean, tactically, it has a lot of. Uh, for a mobile game, it's one of the deeper ones I've seen from a like unit composition and structure type. It's got a lot of um, varied unit types that that move sort of asynchronously across the battlefield. Yeah. One has teleportation. The other has the ability to reprogram and take over the other. Like there, there's some really cool sort of asynchronous. Um, um, combat going on. Yeah, there's a cool thing where, like, for the uh, for the kind of robotic futuristic race, there's so much. They're they're pretty much stronger than the human race, but the human race can't, has an ability to steal their basic unit. Yeah, they can they can reprogram them and take them over. Yeah, it's cool. So I'm actually looking for more players. So if you're listening to this and you want to play Uniwar, hit me up on uh, Twitter. I'm at almost a host. I would love to play some Uniwar with anybody. Yeah, get up on his Twitter and, and Uniwar with him. At almost a host. Wait, is that yours? Uh, I think so. Oh, fuck. Which one are you? A focused host. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even remember your own name. You've only had two beers, Matt. A focused host. At almost a host. Either one of us. Hit us up. You'll play someone in Uniwar. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing it too. Uh, As you're describing it, actually, I was thinking that that sounds a lot like uh, Radiant Historia. Did you ever play that? No. I did, like, kinda... super briefly. I, a friend had it, I think, and I, like, was like, oh, this looks neat. Um, yeah. Is that a mobile game? No, it's for the DS. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. What's, uh, talk a little bit about Mobile Historia, kind of, maybe I haven't played it. I thought it was, like, a, I thought it was an NES game for some reason. What am I thinking It may of? have been. Uh, I played it on the DS. I, it may have been originally an NES game. Yeah, I don't um, know. Is it, I might be thinking of the wrong game. Is it similar to Fire Emblem, or what's what's it about? Um, it's kind of somewhat similar to Fire Emblem, except that you're kind of leaping around in time. No, um, I'm sold. You're, so it's turn-based strategy. You're leaping around through time to kind of 
help sort out the story. There's, you know, a war going on. So it's kind of similar to Fire Emblem in that regard. Okay. Um, but it's it's really interesting, a lot of fun. It's um, the, What's really fun about it is actually, like, this, the, the actual... Um, battle mechanics. Um, it's actually not a turn-based strategy now that, that I'm recalling it. I'm thinking about something else. But um, Radiant Historia is just traditional kind of like RPG fare, and then you can uh, basically... Um, what would you call it? Like, you basically can line up your turns in such a way, like, where you're skipping turns, and then you can have, like, more turns at once. Are you talking about Bravely you're... Default? Say what? Are you talking about Bravely Default? It's kind of like Bravely Default. Yeah, Yeah, actually. No, no, no. Radiant Historia is very much like Bravely Default. Gotcha. It's got a similar sort of like um, tactical usage of abilities thing, right? Yeah, exactly. When you use your attacks. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly. When you were talking about the kind of like asymmetrical abilities and things like that, it definitely has that that element to it. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Cool. Um, yes. And I think that's a good segue into your your indie picks. your indie picks. Yeah, I'm I'm yes. done. I have nothing else to say about it. So uh, we, when I was talking to Matha- uh, Matt Nathaniel, Nathaniel, oh, we have like a couple name. couple name. We're Nathaniel. <laughs> I that feel like, like I got shortchanged on that. It sounds like we do a lot of math, if you ask me. We're Nathaniel. We <laughs> do a lot of calculations. <laughs> oh man, Nathaniel. Math annual. I mean, yes. you have less letters. You're going to get shortchanged. I don't know if I should admit that I've been drinking, but I've been drinking. Oh, oh we've th- been drinking. I don't know how much you listen to the podcast, but we drink a lot. I, I, I listen I listen to pretty much every episode. I've missed the last two. And the, then the last two, we were drinking hard liquor, and it got a little absurd. Oh, well, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. It got awesome. <laughs> exactly. It got amazing. It, it was Sweet. all the things liquor is supposed to be. Yes. Awesome. Uh, derp. We're also drinking, so you're good. Yes. It's yes. your game, though. What What have you been okay, playing? Yes. So when I was talking to Matt about this, the the he gave me the stipulation that it could either be an indie game or kind of an obscure game. Okay. So I was thinking about what I wanted to play, and I actually was because I'm trying to clear out my backlog. If mm. you recall, when I was telling you guys about that. Yeah, we all have so, those. Yes, we all have those, and I'm working very diligently to clear mine out, but. Um, aside from the fact that I got The Witcher and the new Batman um, for my birthday this weekend, I've been playing some Hotel Dusk, Room 215, which is um, for the DS, and it is a really interesting kind of noir, mystery, almost first-person RPG-esque game. Hmm. Um, you actually hold the DS sideways like a book, and you can walk around through the hotel kind of in first person mode huh, and that's then cool. yeah and then you do a lot of uh, exploring, talking to people, and you're going to solve the mystery of this room. Um, the whole story seems to be based around, because I'm not very far yet, uh, around the premise that something happened between him and his partner, and he's no longer a cop. He's kind of working for this, um, I guess you would say, like, detective agency or something like that. So it's uh it's really interesting so far i'm really liking it the art style is really neat um all of the animations are kind of like sketch like uh what is the name of that song from the 80s um take <laughs> like on a virgin me. oh take on me. okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know the comic book yeah you take- bastard <laughs> um 
Anyways, it's kind of the art style. The animations are kind of like take, take on, on me. me that oh. kind of animated, just like a sketch uh, drawing, comic or? book sketch drawing. Yeah, oh, okay. and it's it's really neat the way that it's kind of juxtaposed with, um, you know, the the different like cell shaded backgrounds and stuff. Is it so, a, is it a 3DS title or an original DS? It's an original DS title. Okay. So can you play that on the 3DS? I think you can play it on the 3DS. In fact, I discovered that I can also play it on my Japanese 3DS, even though I have the American game because it's not region locked. That game is not region locked. Oh, so. that's really cool. That's actually yeah. like a nice little fun fact for those of you out there that own Japanese 3DSs. A huge fun. contingent in our audience. Huge. Yeah. Huge. The I'd majority. I'd say 53% of our audience. I, at yeah, least one person who has listened to every episode except the last two. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so for that listener, <laughs> just know. Great information. So I'm really interested. You mentioned you turn it sideways. That's actually a really yep. cool. I don't know. I always love it when games use the interface in a unique I, way. I think Ninja yeah. Gaiden did that, didn't it? The Ninja Gaiden DS game had know. a sideways. I never played it. I'm just going to go ahead and say it did. My DS library is slowly growing. I only own four games now. You know, like it's it's a collection that's expanding very slowly. I have an absurd Sweet. DS library, and I would like to compare mine with Emma sometime. Emma, send me a picture of your DS library. Well, okay. I'll send you a picture of mine. Ooh, can, like, okay. You guys. We should like to get a uh, mail correspondence sure you where clear I like that with your significant others. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that sounds like an intimate moment that I'm not sure they'd be comfortable with you share. I'll mail you any DS games that you want to play. Is this like that Ashley Madison website that just got <laughs> hacked or something? Do you want to share your DS library yeah. with other adults? You're, my wife is going to be like, you're sharing your DS library with Emma? I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you were okay with that. I didn't think it would be a problem. Um... <laughs> <sighs> anyway. So what do you do? Um, you turn it sideways. So do you like walk around with it or I, I'm like, how do you use the, how do you navigate? Do you like have yeah. one finger on the, on the controls? So you navigate, you navigate with the D pad. So, um, if you're holding it in the right handed form, you've got the touch pad on the right and then you've got the top screen on the left. And so your first person perspective is on the left side and on the right side is like a map. So you kind of navigate around with the map and the top or, and the first person perspective. So you can kind of see Sorry, that's my dog making a bed on uh, the floor. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, so is like, someone what sawing through the ceiling? <laughs> Are you being attacked? I'd yell at him, but I don't want people to think that I yell at my dog. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, he's digging the china. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From your loft. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's some falls along the way. Uh, yeah. so, so, sorry. So, you navigate. So, you, like, touch where you want to go on the map, basically. You do not. You actually use the D-pad to kind of move around. Oh, okay. But it's not um, like Twitch. It's to... not like Twitch controls. Nope, not okay. at all. Okay. Actually, have you ever heard of, um, I think it's called Etrian Odyssey. It's one of those first-person RPG type games. No. Or if you've ever played a first-person RPG. Like Myst or something like, like that? It's kind of like Myst, where you kind of almost feel like you're moving Or like Legends of Grimrock or the old school Might Magic. I never Might played Legends of Grimrock. Is there like a but grid? Yes. You move on a grid? Essentially, you move on a grid. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But it's more of a mystery type game than a... Yes, yes. So it's totally uh, a mystery noir-esque. It takes place in, like, the late 80s, hmm. um, you know, hardened cops and criminals and all that type of stuff. So far, that's what I can tell. Cool. cool. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm expecting to be surprised. Andrea actually played it and loved it. And so she's like, you just, you need to play it. I'm not going to tell you anything. Nice. It would run it. So. Yeah, I, uh, I'm really interested to see what you think when you're done. Because if it's really mm -hmm. good, I'm, I'm trying to find... I've enjoyed the DS games I've had, but it's hard for me to find ones I really want to get. So if you like yeah. it a lot when you're finished, I'll, I'll check it out. Absolutely, I'll let you know. You know. And it's very short. It's only like 15 hours long. Oh, so. nice. That's always a nice thing, too. I like games that are Absolutely. actually finishable. You know what yep, we all totally. should do? Is all get into Pokemon at the same time. I'd be up for that. That's always fun. Let's do it. All right. After you finish that, I'm going to play Fire Emblem for a little while. And then uh, maybe the next DS game we all play should be Pokemon. Pokemon Pact. And we'll have a Pokemon cast. Oh. Let's oh, totally that's, have a Pokemon that's a, cast. That's an excellent idea. All right. Bam. And we'll all like do Pokemon cosplay, but nobody will be able to see and verify that. We'll so. just be on webcam with Pokemon <laughs> cosplay. <laughs> okay. All right. Can uh, I don't know anything about Pokemon, so I'm just going to be like... Yeah, it's, it's so I bizarre to me. Team Rocket, I know that much. Was, like, That's I, awesome. I grew up with Pokemon, they're so the entrenched. Guys, right? Yeah, in a yeah. in a sense. I mean, they're like the. I mean, they are the bad guys. Villain, yeah. Villains. They always show yeah. up and fuck up their own plan. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's that particular chapter of Team Rocket. I think the rest of the organization is more successful. Oh, okay. It's just this particular band of Team Rocket. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, um. Do you have anything else you want to add about Hotel Dusk? No. I mean, so far, so good. It's it's really interesting so far. I mean, I'm probably two or three hours in. Um, and I, I'm like, I was captivated within the first 15 minutes. I mean, the art style really is, is really interesting, like I said. Um, you know, the music is really good. It, it feels like it fits the time period mm. and... Um, you know, of course, the fact that you hold the DS sideways, that's that's a unique It's intriguing. Element. Yeah, that's really cool. So, I, I was yeah. saying, I think any game that can take the the control interface and be like, here's a twist on it, you know, deserves yeah. at least a look. Yeah. Um, yeah. Particularly if they do it well. I think that's a, yeah. a big plus. Yeah, absolutely. So, Nathaniel, what have you been playing? Well, thank you, host Emma. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you're doing an excellent job hosting, by the way. Yes. Just as a, oh, well, a point of order, I'm I'm impressed. You're very on task, which is something Matt and I are clearly not. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. So my indie pick for today, I, I will confess I haven't played a lot of it because it's the kind of game that I think you need to be in a mood for. But I, I don't know what mood that is, knowing what this game is. Uh, you need to be in the kind of mood where I spent a year with a, like, 1200 page reference manual in a closet you know, <laughs> that's the kind of mood you have to be in so it's watch called, for paper cuts it's called tis 800 i believe I, that I, sounds right i can double check but it's will correct me on the site if i'm wrong but it's basically a uh assembly programming language that you learn and it has a bunch of problems that you solve in this little emulated machine but uh, it, it's a, it, the instructions, like when you download it, it says, we recommend you download and print the manual as that is a key, uh, element of the gameplay experience. And you open the manual and it's, it's actually a assembly manual. So for those of you who have ever done any low level software development, um, you will know what the, uh, arm reference manual or the x86 reference manuals are, um, 
it's one of those, but a very limited uh, instruction set. I, I think seven or eight instructions. I'm not exactly sure. Um, uh, we actually straight up stole this indie pick from Turing, who missed the podcast again. Yeah, well, that's what Turing do. And um, But it's TIS 100, by the way. 100. 100, yeah. Well, you know, the eight is the... the it's going to be a popular game. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, oh man, TIS 800 is the shit. Um, but I think the best thing about this game, uh, so I've read the manual, which, again, it's a particular kind of mood you have to be in, I think, to want to even attempt a game like this. When's the last time you had a game with a manual, though? Let's be serious. Well, that you had to read, more importantly. Yeah, that's, it's been a long time. Um, but the best thing about the manual is it has sort of a vaguely sinister overtone written into it, where it's like... Use it, it is forbidden to use uh, to write to this register directly. Uh, doing so will be will result in a immediate report to the Central Intelligence Services Agency or something <laughs> along those lines. It's just it's got this like vaguely Orwellian sinister overtone baked into it, and like the manual has hand underlined passages with like question marks of that seem very horrified and like I don't know. So I haven't played. I looked at the first problem and was kind of like okay. All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to come back to this in a little bit. But it's just such a weird and uh, unique concept that I felt like after hearing about it through your friend Turing, I, I looked at it. and was like, I have to buy this, and I just have to slowly ease into it over time. So, so a little. That's really interesting. A little bit of background about this game. It's. I mean, it's a very intense puzzle game. It's by the company Zactronics. They also made Space Chem. So if you're if you're familiar with that game, which is basically a programming game with chemistry, um, where you're building like a factory process to build molecules, this that's the pedigree of where this game's coming from. So it, it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, I mean it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm I'm not trying to crap on it as I describe it. It's oh just no no. I, I didn't think you were. It's just it is. You're reading an assembly ma manual yeah. to a game. Yeah. Right? Like, no, it's it's an assembler reference document. Yeah. You know, it's it describes a bunch of instructions: swap, add, put, add, sub. You know, the, the a bunch of basics, basic, um, you know, load from memory, etc., etc., etc. Uh, the machine is kind of like the machine itself is kind of funny. I'm good. The, the reason I haven't played the level is as I, I learned this with reference manuals in the past, you have to read them three or four times before you actually no. like, approach the emulator. At least that's always been my experience. So I read the manual through once. I'm going to read it through again and then probably one more time until like I read it and I'm like, oh yeah, when you write to this, this is what happens. Especially you know? when it has such dire consequences for fucking up. Yeah, well, exactly. I don't want to be reported to the Central Intelligence yeah, Service so Agency. I, I totally hear that. Forbid. So, GIS uh, 100. And then uh, I'm going to give the puzzles a try. So I'll report back on how intense yeah, it is. But, um, it actually sounds like it'd be a really fun game to like have a dinner party with several people, you know, who are all some of whom who are nerds. experienced programmers. So definitely they all have to be nerds, but some of them, you know, definitely experienced programmers and developers and things like that. And maybe some who don't have as much experience or even any knowledge at all. Yeah. That would be a really interesting to just kind of like 
work through those or that's you know, have somebody idea. with the manual and somebody working on the you know in the emula emulator and stuff like that that'd be really interesting i feel like getting a party of assembler developers together would be very difficult yeah Probably. i did um <laughs> like very not I into parties. undergraduate research in how you teach uh computer architecture and okay. uh i feel like this game is a really it, I, uh, looking at it there's enough in the manual that it looks like they actually have a legitimate for you know uh emulated machine that you're doing this in there it's a hmm. you know it looks like a language the machine is very simple but uh i think you could actually probably use it as a very foundational teaching tool although it looks as though it may lend itself to some concepts that might not carry over immediately you know um yeah but it does are you sure this isn't some government recruiting tool or something like that no who knows right it might they might <laughs> they might, might be. pull the winners but um <laughs> i feel like this is the kind of game i would love to own and then like never play yeah like amnesia so this this okay so now that my indie pick is done this brings up something that i occurred to me while you guys were talking about sending you each other photos of each other's catalogs and then it's all talking about our backlogs i realized yeah. we're all basically treating games like people who have big libraries of books do you know like i buy games and they sit on the shelf and then i'll pull them down and i'll try them and be like eh, i'm not really into it but i'll still keep it on the bookshelf you yeah know? yeah and uh i do that with books too i well that's what i'm saying i yeah. do it with books as well uh, i just thought that was a, a nice moment Oh, for sure, for sure, especially That's with really Steam sales. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's like the the book warehouse just being like anything goes. A, a great example of of that is I just played Terraria for the first time yesterday. Nice. Speaking of which, how many games do you think eat all of us own, Emma? What do you, how many Together? games? Together? No, no, no. Like, how many games do you think you own, Emma? In my collection, both digital and physical, yeah. across all of my platforms. Uh, across everything, yeah. Ooh. I probably don't have as many. I've actually been really good about just loaning stuff out and forgetting about it. Um, <laughs> just giving it away. <laughs> just basically giving it away. I probably have two or three hundred, maybe. Yeah. Matt? Um, I know in my Steam catalog, I have at least 200. Yes. Yeah, and, and in physical games, there's a good chance I have 100. Because I have all my Super Nintendo games, all my N64, all my DS and 3DS. Yeah. So you're thinking how many total? Probably three, 300, 350. All right. So I have 215 in my Steam catalog. And physical games i actually don't uh, i've probably got about 30 on my playstation 4 at this point maybe a little bit less maybe 20 so i'm sitting at about 250 there there was a point where my friends and i traded because um, i have some ds games too we traded super nintendo roms on we would like make mixed cds of super nintendo roms for each other yeah and those would have hundreds of that would basically be like every super nintendo game ever made both in japan and the u.s and those, I mean, counting those, it, it's just absurd. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I forgot I own some stuff on GOG. So, yeah, probably yeah. probably two, 250 to 270. It's a like lot. It. So between us, we're sitting right around the eight to 900 game mark. Well, we need more interesting games. So if any of you listeners have game recommendations for us, yeah, shoot I would us. say... Uh, I would say about half, more than half of the games I play come straight from game recommendations from listeners. Mm -hmm. So just send games you like over to us and we'll definitely play them. Or we'll definitely really think about playing them and read the manual a lot. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, Emma, so what are you going to be playing um, in the near future? It sounds like your, your detective noir game, but anything else? Yes. Yes. Um, I got uh, the new Witcher game, finally, oh. and the new Batman game. Oh, what did you get so, that on? Uh, PlayStation 4. Yeah, so you, you don't have to deal with the PC debacle. Exactly. Exactly. For once, PC Master Race is not. I Yeah, this is... PC ports have a habit of being suck. Yeah. I am disappointed. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I will be playing The Witcher. Um, that is a very enjoyable game. I'm a huge Bioware fan, mm -hmm. which uh, you probably know. I love Mass Effect, love Dragon Age, and I am actually enjoying The Witcher more than I enjoyed Inquisition. Um, so, Not, yeah. Neither of us were huge Inquisition fans, My, honestly. Kate was very upset with me that her parents got me Inquisition, and I played it for, like, mm -hmm. an hour, and it's like, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I played it for, like, 10, maybe 12 hours, and I just, I don't know, it never quite hooked me. Yeah, I, I, I beat it. So wow. I, I feel like I can say... You know, I have a really, you know, solid opinion about this, but I, I really, I, I love Bioware still. Sure, um, yeah. I'm a huge Mass Effect fan, but uh, Inquisition was fun, but it, The Witcher is just, it's a phenomenal game. It's really well written. The acting is done really well. Mm -hmm. Of course, all of the, you know, graphics and everything are, are beautiful. It's it's a huge world. Um, there, there are some little funny graphical glitches I think everyone's pretty much aware of at this point, but mm -hmm. it's a really great game. Yeah, I, I actually own it as well and, and really enjoyed it. I sang the praises of that game to you for a while. Yeah. Um, Nathaniel's looking at me when yeah, he said that. Yeah, Matt. Uh, but I, I would sing, I would have had have sung them at you um, yeah. as well if that had okay anyway uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit as well I found it to be a uh, like you said very well written um, the combat was really nice and fluid and I, f I found it yep. to be a much better game than the second Witcher which I was not impressed with overall um, Matt what are you going to be playing I, I would agree I you know what I really need is some co-op game suggestions. If anyone has some co-op game suggestions, every almost every night this week I've gotten on Skype with my brother and we've argued about games for about uh, half an hour instead of playing anything and we end up just playing Need Hog. Um I love that game. It's so good. We, we just giggle incessantly while we play it. Well, of course. So I'll probably be playing some more Needhog. Uh, we were we were playing some Terraria, but um, since I don't know what I'm doing in it, it's kind of frustrating for him to watch me play. Yeah. Uh, we might play more of that. I'm a big Minecraft fan. I'll jump in on some Terraria with you. I fucking love Terraria. If you're jumping in, we're playing Borderlands 2. Like, I want to play Borderlands 2. Oh, well, then we should do that. He doesn't want to. So, anyway, I need co-op well, games. I'm down for Terraria. I love that game. I played the shit out of Terraria. Uh, you you want to play Terraria, Emma? Yeah. I've never played it. What platform is it for? PC. PC. Actually, there is a PlayStation port. But Probably. But I don't think you can play We're all playing PC. on PC. Yeah. But is it a PC and Mac? Cause you know oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, it it's Mac. It's and it's all right. I'm in. And it's pretty low graphic stuff too. Yeah, it's, it's not. Cool. It's not a big machine killer. Yeah, it's sweet. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I don't really have anything planned. I'll play more Uniwar, and then You're I'll be playing some D and D. Playing some D and D, and I'm I'm probably mostly gonna just dip into my backlog and see what I got. Oh man, little little absolutely midsummer backlog, backlog cleansing. Yeah. Do it. 
I am I encourage you I this sounds like a theme I uh I got a book for my birthday it was uh like the Japanese art of tidying up or the magic of tidying up something like that and it's this uh Japanese woman that her entire business is helping people like tidy up their homes and like how it helps you get your life together huh so I think that you know, Andrea got me this book because she knows I'm going through like all of my backlog of my games and like just going through crap and getting rid of stuff. So, um, sounds like that's a theme for everyone that maybe we should be going through our crap and getting rid of it. But going back to the topic of co-op games, I actually played a game at GDC okay. that was called Cluster Puck. 99 i think that's the name of it i'm sorry i actually have some steam codes i think oh dude hand um, those out i sorry, will sorry i got really excited <laughs> steam to, codes i didn't mean to yell that at you i just i got really enthusiastic about the idea yeah um i played it with a with an xbox controller i'm not sure how well it would translate with like keyboard and mouse and everything we use but, controllers for um, most of our pc it's games it's a fantastic game uh, that I would highly recommend you guys checking out. I don't know if there's any like online co-op or it's, it's like a competitive co-op game. It's kind of similar to um, like soccer meets hockey. I don't know. It's meets like air hockey. I don't know. It's a really crazy game and a really a whole lot of fun. Um, so I will shoot that information over to you guys. Nice. Cool. Yeah. We'll yeah, give that a and try. you can always Check pick up Animal Crossing. Matt, you can always pick up. I think up I have Animal God, Crossing. Matt. New Leaf. I'll my sister's really into Animal Crossing, I think. You what? My sister. My huh? baby sister's really into it. I don't know what that means. What? Is that a put down of Animal Crossing? No, I, I just know that my baby sister's <laughs> into it. <laughs> Quit insulting Animal my Crossing, Matt. My baby sister Matt. plays Animal Crossing. Why are you being an and, asshole? And I, I, and I said I have it. I've played it quite a bit. Uh-huh. I bought my own house. Only with well, disdain, though. I'm pretty sure my town. If you need some fruit, Matt, I'd be happy to share some fruit with you and help you get your town. You know, pull all your weeds and stuff. Oh, that's, that's so, very kind of that's you. So nice. Oh man, I gamers just I'll, being cool. Uh, Nathaniel, what are you gonna be playing? What am I gonna be playing? I just bought Fire Emblem Awakening for the 3DS, and oh sweet, I am excited to check that out and uh, see what the buzz is about. It's a very highly reviewed game. I love tactics games. You'll love um, it, and it's apparently a very very deep one. So I'm excited to check that out. Yeah. You will love that game. I really enjoyed it. That's yep. a Nathaniel game. Yeah, I'm sure it is slow and paced and lots of lots of story, lots, lots of, of reading, min maxing too. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. I love video games with lots of reading. I yeah. Don't know why um and then and respecting characters that's a lot yeah, of fun too. yeah i know i love i love games with a lot of I, I fucking love tactics games managing inventory like you're i gonna don't be love in inventory management so much i'm not a, actually as far as the genre goes of rpgs and tactic games and stuff inventory management is one of my least favorite things um but i do love tweaking character builds and you know changing jobs and leveling jobs and then mixing jobs and all that kind of shit and it sounds like you get to do that pretty aggressively in this um sweet i've also heard some cool things about how uh the the way the game encourages replayability is it has a huge cast of characters all of whom have really in-depth backstories and when a character dies they die permanently 
So your yes. playthrough is shaped by who lives and dies during your game. Yeah, and their storyline dies with you them. Can, yeah. You can turn that function off if it really bothers yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. it bothers some people, but I highly recommend playing with that on because obviously... You feel that, that loss. Mistakes. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's, Totes, dude. that's how I'm going to play it. I mean, I'm, I love old XCOM and I always played no, you know, only save after a fight kind of thing because it's, it's fun, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that'll probably be my main game. And then obviously I've been super hyped for Matt's D&D game because he's going to run one and I don't have to, which is a rare, rare miracle. Um, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Do you guys ever do a... So you're talking about actual like pen and paper D&D, right? Yeah. Yep. Sweet. Do you guys ever do that over Skype or do you guys do with a group in person or how do you guys normally do I, that? You know, I've done, I've done over Skype before and I just never liked how that worked. I've never done it over Skype. Um, I've done a correspondence D&D, though, where you, like, do it on a forum. And that's actually really, really fun. Um, oh, sweet. But, yeah, we do in person. I'd be down to do a Skype game if you ever want to play some D&D. Emma, I think that's I'd, what Emma was getting at. I would be down to do one. Um, <laughs> Matt, ulterior motives. <laughs> Emma yes, was I like... I did have an ulterior motive in asking that Do you question, guys but... ever do Skype games? Maybe? <laughs> well, no, I'd, I'd be totally up for it. I uh, I love playing D&D. It's, we just did a whole cast, and a big chunk of it was us talking talking about how much we love D&D, so... Nathaniel has, like, once I decided to start doing the dungeon mastering, Nathaniel has been basically nonstop, like, talking about D&D. I have produced seven pages of character background and it's, character sheet for this game, because I'm very yes. excited. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, we... Uh, yes. So we'll do a Skype game, and uh, maybe we'll record it and oh, put it up idea. as a podcast. That might be kind of a cool way to that's do it. Fun. That's a fun um, game. Yeah, maybe... I, I don't know. I, maybe I'll just make the trip out there. Whoa. Whoa. We can have, like, an in-person... Holy crap. That's actually awesome. a phenomenal idea. We could get... Um, Wouldn't that be kind of sweet? I think we would get Sean and do a four-person game yeah i think that might be real or maybe ben ben might be fun yeah because he's ridiculous um cool well i think on that note of triumph and expectation uh, a little some some hints of what's to come yeah dear i think we promised a, a four more podcasts with emma at least oh i thought we were just gonna have pod emma on like regularly as much until, as possible until she got sick of us she's like oh god please stop messaging me about your podcast you've made an open and never-ending commitment to us just <laughs> just so you know that's okay it's kind of like uh how i got all my dogs accidentally made commitments <laughs> from taking care of them so. i see so well we know how you feel about them yeah well I mean, which one of us is the devil dog that's all i want to know um, I don't know yet. I, I, I'm not sure I want to reveal that quite. Well, that's good. Like any good D&D player, you save the big reveal for later in the campaign. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Uh, well, cool. Uh, thank you for coming on. As always, Emma, it's always a pleasure to have you. Um, do we have any anything else we need to say? No, I, I, think, we, uh, I think we're good for now. Well, thanks, thanks so much sweet. again, Emma. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, this has been Almost Focused. And you guys have a fantastic evening. Yes! Yes! Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Emma. I am so excited that you said evening. 